What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of CAP, Cultivate, Accumulate, Prosper. I'm your host, J.D., and we're going to cultivate. I'm your host, Erica, and we're going to accumulate. And, and together, together, we're going to what? Prosper. Prosper. Hey, before we get started and everything, let me just say this is Father's Day weekend. A shout out to all the brothers who are fathers. My father, Jerry Davis Sr., my brother. Takash is here, my producer. Also, myself being a father. Erica, any shout outs for Father's Day? I do have some shout outs. First of all, happy Father's Day to you and to Cassius. Um, happy Father's Day to my brothers, Eric and Byron Jackson, and happy Heavenly Father's Day to my father, Raphael Ray Jackson, okay. and all of the other fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. Y'all need to enjoy this just as much as the mothers. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tend to tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so now the buzz topics. We got plenty of buzz topics. The first one that we got up, my guy Tyler Perry has... Purchase yes. BT and VH1. What do you think about that, Eric? Okay, so let me set this up for you, okay? When I think about Tyler Perry, I'm like, this is such a huge honor because if you think way back, this man started out homeless. It's true. You know, and we look at so many times, you know, we're not where we want to be and everything, and we're striving for greatness. We're striving to get to this place. This, this, This is like hope for us. Because no matter what stage in life that we're in, we can keep right on going. And this man has acquired BET and VH1. It's not not just the fact of BH, B, uh, BET because he had some stakes in that already. Yeah, but VH1, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's a major milestone. VH1 has never been black-owned. So it's going to be interesting on how the programming goes from this point on. Because, you know, VH1 is known for the... They call the ratchet reality shows, uh, right? Right. Which I'm not gonna lie, I, I used to watch <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Atlanta back in the day with Stevie J that's and okay. all them. But uh, I, since then, I, I haven't. But uh, yeah, that's a major move. That's a chess move. It's a now, chess move he made. I can tell you though, I was a little bit nervous, Jerry, because you know it was like just talk. It was so much talk. It was like, okay, it's confirmed. Then it's not confirmed. Then it's, you know, BET uh, and VH1 haven't said it. So I'm like, okay, come on, Tyler. Come on. Because it was other people. I know Byron Allen was up for it. Diddy was up for it. Yeah. So I'm just glad. So to Tyler Perry, one day you're going to be watching this podcast. And I want to say congratulations. Yeah, definitely, definitely. One of the other buzz topics, My anybody that knows me know I'm a huge Anita Baker fan. I'm looking to go see her when she <laughs> comes here to Big Memphis in November. Uh, her tour with Babyface, there was some commotion on there, and uh, it was said there was some cyberbullying, um, and now he is off the tour. What do you think about that? Okay, so... I had to do some digging because when I first saw this, you know, you may tend to listen to what the people are saying. And then, yeah. you know, you have Babyface fans and you have Anita Baker fans. I've always loved both of them. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan, but uh, <laughs> but Anita, ba- Anita Baker, she is powerful, beautiful voice. And so I've been fans of both of them. So, you know, you got some people like, 
to know that some fans of Babyface and and cyberbullying with Anita Baker and then some folks making it seem like she has this diva mentality and I've never seen her like that. Well, you I know, haven't. you know, it, it's people. A lot of our favorite actors, entertainers, and singers, you know, they're still human beings, and right. people who are around them consistently. I mean, I used to hear stuff about Nia Long, and so I don't, I don't know personally, but I do know that I wanted to see, you know, him on that tour w- with her. But I'm definitely, you know, when it gets here, I'm going to see my girl because that's that's. I mean, I'm. I have a playlist strictly with Anita Baker's music on there. So, but uh, it's unfortunate that some old sucker ass people would be trying to cyber bully uh, this woman, if that's true. Um, and, you know, like I said, we don't know for sure. I, it's hard for me to see her making that up. But once again, I, I like the fact how Babyface handled it, saying exactly. he wished her well on it. Exactly. So, you know, ho- hopefully. Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to go on tour himself now because, I mean, Babyface has hits upon hits upon hits. Yeah, so. Uh, but that was just a, man, what a tour with both of them on. They're two legends. Uh, and it's unfortunately that this had to happen that way. Hopefully, even with him not being on the tour anymore, the cyberbullying, as they call it, can cease. And maybe hopefully his fans can follow his suit and just yeah let it go. And last but not least, Big Memphis Energy, John Morant was finally granted his suspensions. Uh, 25 games, um, you know, some people saying that it should have been more. These people are amazing to me because they speak so ill will of this young man. Now, I don't excuse what he'd done, but one thing was that he didn't assault no woman. He he, uh, didn't kill anybody. He flashed the gun. We've had some guys in the NBA that's, that's done some assault on their girlfriends and everything mm-hmm. that gotten less games than that or what have you. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I'm hopefully he's learned his lesson this time around. We'll see because he's lost a lot of money. That's what folks don't understand. He's lost quite a bit of money uh, with this. But my my thing is is that. You know, we all was 23 at one time. Once again, this is not excusing what he does, but for so many people to just harp ill will as if there's been people who's done a lot worse things. But if it's not if it's not your person, you don't see it like that. You know, if it's not the person that you admire the most, you kind of be like, well, they shouldn't have done that. But so hopefully he learns from this because he he's he's one in the face of the NBA. I right. mean, and this is the first time Memphis has ever had a bona fide superstar. Like superstar basketball player, we've had, they've had uh, Zebo, Mike Conley, but John Morant is like, he he has he's eclipsed to that to that pivotal, but he's just got to get his that that, that maturity. He's got to get because he has the chance to be something real special, and uh, he's a draw. Like when people, like, you know, he's a draw. Though he he's a draw to the NBA, mm-hmm. but. We'll see, because, I mean, actually, the first suspension was eight games. This is not even double that. It's, it's, it's quadruple that yeah. plus a game. So, for those saying it should be half a season, it should be a whole year, I, you know, that's a bit extreme. But, I mean, everyone's going to have their opinion. The biggest thing is wanting this brother to do what he needs to do. Exactly. To 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 
you know, he has a little girl he's taking care of. And hopefully, we'll see, because actions speak louder than words. This is true. You know, and uh, because I don't wish ill will on anybody, but I don't excuse if you're doing something silly. But I, I want to see, I, like, I would like to see all of us win. I know that's a facade sometimes, but it's, it can happen. We just, you know, as much as you can criticize somebody, then be some constructive criticism besides just criticism. This is true. But he's got 25 games, so at the beginning of the season, we know 25 of those Grizzly games – um, he will not be playing in, uh, and that's quite a bit of money he's missing out, but then just the, the point of playing. So we'll see how, how he used this as motivation if he moves forward like he should. To quiet the naysayers, because there's been a lot of major uh, sports figures just saying a whole lot of stuff, and it's like you're entitled to your opinion, but how, how, how many times are you going to keep downing this young brother instead of saying, hey, okay, now we said this. This is what you need to do or see if you can mentor or whatnot. So, but it's his decision. It's always a person's decision. Right. Um, this was, uh, I wasn't surprised either. I knew that this was going to eventually happen. It was going to eventually say how many games he was suspended for. So, um, I wasn't surprised by the people's comments either. So, I'm I'm just hoping he gets it right this time. He has plenty of time to think about it. He has plenty of time. He said that he's working on his own mental health now. So we're going to, like like you said, we're going to see. Well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully he's doing that. Hopefully he's doing that. Uh, so, okay. Well, today I have a very special, we have a very special guest in the building on the podcast um, she is from Atlanta, but she's a native of Arkansas. Actually, someone I've known since ninth grade. So this is somebody who's known me for many, many years. Um, she's an author. She's a filmmaker of an independent film, uh, Hollow, which dealt with uh, black women and infertility. I had the privilege to go see when, she's, when she came here before. Uh, she's a HIV, health advocate, HIV, domestic violence uh, for women, and particularly black women. Uh, she's a member of the great sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, She's also part of the National Council of Negro Women in Greater Atlanta. And my, my friend got a lip gloss. Uh, <laughs> she has a lip gloss uh, line called Dare to Be for the ladies that like to you know, keep those lips looking like they need to look or whatnot. Her, after the book Soul on Fire, When No One Came, which I had the privilege of purchasing both and being at one of the book signings. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my good friend from way back in the day and for uh, extraordinary sister, Sky Banks. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I am so excited to be here with you all. On these hot topics, because I was over here swerving. <laughs> <laughs> Which one interests you the most? Uh, I'm probably cyberbullying to be a banker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, the title theory what really interests me. Um, just being an author and a filmmaker, I've been having this discussion with some of my you know, fellow writers, and they're like, will there be equity? Will there be parity? Will Tyler Perry change his ways and invite us in these spaces? 
um, now since he's, you know, made a table for us. So yeah. we've, we've had that discussion to see where the programming goes and if he's going to pick up more independent uh, writers so we can get off Tubi. you know know, that kind of thing so that's been a discussion and again what kind of programming because when we think about BET back in the day we had um, like Ed Gordon folks who brought the news and um, things like that to us so we're consciously aware and connected so just interested in what the program would look like and if there would be a space for us you know what and normally we don't really just like get into the buzz topics even after that but i'm like i want to hear this well, woman got something to say let her speak so you know of course all the accolades and humble beginning things but you know i'm, I'm a proponent of when we uh climb we lift as we climb yeah so right. you know what that looks like yeah you so, know yeah. When, when we get through with this i'm gonna have to talk to you about some lip gloss i'm just <laughs> and i got some on now okay <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, this, is, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like I said, I've been knowing her for, it's been over, uh, over way over 30 years. So we No, no. Wait, wow. No. See, we uh, always, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the age, but I mean, since freshman year high school, uh, Miss Freemeyer, AP Cleet. AP English class. Yes, so that's been a long yes, time ago. Yes. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into this because, like I said, you have done some amazing things uh, over the years. We reconnected, and I, I've been admiring you for all of that you've done. So what I want to ask you is what inspired you to be a advocate for HIV and domestic violence for women, uh, and particularly sisters, black women in the, in the Atlanta area and all across the country? That's a loaded question, but it's not so loaded. So I'll say when I started writing books, I realized I had a captive audience. You know, Mm -hmm. you got these people listening to you, watching you. So I I always say the HIV space chose me. It's like what issue is impacting black women? You have the ear and eyes of black women. What can you put in front of them? Because at the end of the day, black women say HIV isn't my issue. I'm too educated, I'm too pretty, I'm too this, I'm married, you know, so you're not speaking to me. But we have the biggest unrealized risk of mm-hmm. HIV. And when you look at the numbers, we're number one across all ethnicities wow. of women, whether yeah. it's, you know, Asian, Hispanic, black women, we're at the top. So that was that thing for HIV. Of domestic violence, my mom was tragically killed when I was a senior in college due to domestic violence. And so while I've not always championed the cause, my family has. So, you know, we have um, safe houses, uh, food pantries, all those things in my family. They do the work. I've kind of been in the background because at some times it's still hard to be in that space, but it's a necessary space to be in. And so um, those are are two causes that that I um, kind of picked up and championed in this space of health um, advocacy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, since we're on the subject of HIV, I had another question I was going to start with, but since we're on this subject, it can bring me to, I can go ahead and ask this. So what has been some of the challenges of dealing with um, HIV awareness and everything? Because so many people, you know, especially back in the day, I think it's a little bit better now, but back in the day it was like taboo, you know what I mean? So what has been some of the challenges you have experienced in this? Well, you think about sex and the African-American community and the Bible Belt. You know, black folk ain't supposed to be getting it all unless you're married. 
And so that's been one of the challenges in realizing that, you know, we're human, we're sexual beings. And when we got Lizzo and everybody and Suki Hana telling us to be, or, you know, Carisha <laughs> yeah. telling us to be sexually free and liberate and do our thing, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a challenge because women will be sexually free and liberated in the closet. So it's like I'm doing all the things, but am I, you know, equipped with my safer sex, what I call toolbox? Do I have my condoms? Do I have my prep? Do I have his status? Right. You know, that kind of thing. I'm being sexually free, but I'm oblivious of all the other things. So I think that's a challenge as well as us owning our sexuality, but when it comes to that, being responsible for the other things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I've known of so many people, it's like when it comes time down, right down to it and everything, actually being able to know your status, know what your status is. People are like, I don't need to get checked. I'm fine. I, you know, I'm good. And we, um, it was something that I was listening to recently. And I can't remember, it may have been like another podcast. Okay, yes, it was another podcast. And they were talking about body count. Mm -hmm. You know, how many people you have had sex with or whatever. And... You're looking at these things, but the more and more people that you come in contact with, the bigger your chances are for HIV and any other uh, sexually transmitted disease. That's it. You know, I tell people, do what you're going to do, but be safe at it. I don't care if you got Tom, Bob, and Judy. You know what I'm saying? Right. However you want to do it, but, you know, just be safe about it. And I think that's the biggest taboo and stigma is like, okay, yeah. it's, it's, it's not me, it's, it's them, that kind of thing. But when you look at the numbers... You know, it's like staggering. Oh, wow. Black women, one in 16 black women will be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetime. So you think about us being in a room of, you know, 32 people, you know, it's like two of those women in that room will have an HIV diagnosis. That's wild. So, yeah. And is that, that's a, that's a, is that a, more of a national statistic? It is. So, so then it, it even... It's even greater and different based on the region, mm -hmm. and we know Hotlanta's Hotlanta. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Memphis is hot too, and you know a lot of other places right. where a lot goes on. Uh, not only sexual liberation, but just the culture, different things of people culture. doing. Yeah, people oh, yeah. doing things and whatnot. And I think what you was, well, I know what I saw about the body count on the podcast was my girl Crystal, because I'm a big. Uh, team of fans. <laughs> uh, Krista Renee Hazlitt on her podcast, she, her third episode, she was talking about the body count and how people still, you know, but that's a whole other thing when they date and they be, what's your body count or, or stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I definitely understand that black women, black men, but definitely black people in general because a lot of people are not taking that seriously. And right. it's younger and younger. Talked to when I was in the high school system. I had to talk to the schools and talk to some of the young guys and the young ladies about, you know, that. But one thing I wanted to ask, another question I wanted to ask you was, what was some of your challenges when you decided to do the independent film Hollow about black women and fertility? Because I, I came to the when you did it here when you brought the film here to Midtown. Uh, was that that was last year, wasn't mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So nice. Well, I, I don't want to say it was a lot of challenges no. because 
um, you know, the information is out there, the resources are out there. Uh, we were thankfully um, able to fund our own project. Yeah. And so that was really good. The only downside I would say is having the men be vocal about it because infertility goes both ways. It's not just yeah. women, but it's mm -hmm. men with low sperm count, no sperm, but you know, all the things. Yeah. And so that ego, that bravado, you oh, know, was, for huh? a man to be able to say, I can't make a baby. You know, or even do the necessary tests to say, right. you know, can I make a baby? Because what I hear is like, you know, my boys are swimming. I ain't got no problems, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, so we were having challenges, mm. my husband and I, of getting men to be on camera. They would let their wives be on camera. But they didn't want to But be they on didn't camera. want a part wow. of it, you know. Wow. So that was one of the challenges in finding men to step up and say, I have male factor infertility. I'm the cause of my wife not mm. getting pregnant, you know. And but other than that, it was a beautiful experience. It, you know, opened eyes and raised awareness about the plight of Black women because we don't usually have the money to go through, uh, you know, treatments. IVF treatments. Yeah, they yeah, those treatments could be twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars a walk. I have a friend, won't say her name, that I've known since college. Uh, she hasn't done that, but she had her eggs frozen. frozen. And when she told me, because we talk every now and then, you know, uh, when she told me that how much it costs for storage, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. that, that was an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, whoa. You know, and she's, you know, still hasn't, you know, she just wanted to do that just whenever she decides she wants to have a child. But she was like, I said, like, that is, that's, that's a whole, that's more than a mortgage. It is. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, continue to fight the good fight around policy changes to have insurance cover this and, yeah. you know, things like that. But, yeah, that was the challenge. These men were like, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like looking at this because I have never had children, never been married, and I have always wanted children, but then, like, as I've gotten older, again, we're not telling ages here. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing this. But um, I have, like, come to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that now. Everybody's children are my children. But to even, like, be able to get all the information and stuff on this, is this documentary still available? It is. It's not public because we're still doing a film festival circuit. Okay. Um, on it, so private screenings and things like that. But I've met a lot of moms who are single moms by choice to um, JD's friend who's, you know, like freezing her eggs. They're freezing their eggs. When I decide, you know, I'll get a sperm donor and I have my baby. So I've met a lot of women who are um, professional, um, established, but they're, you know, single moms by choice. Okay. Now, Going to my second question, I was looking at everything you have done. You've worn a lot of hats, a lot. Author, filmmaker, health advocate. We've talked about the HIV and domestic violence, infertility, National Council of Negro, Negro Women Greater Atlanta. That's amazing. And a lot of people, I mean, I myself, I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and... I've heard so many people, they're like, okay, it's so many things that I want to do. I don't know where to start. What was your start in all these programs that you do? What was your start and what led to starting the others? 
Well, I say that I live a life passionately on purpose. Okay. So so that's it. So all the things that I do that has to feed into my purpose. And my purpose, again, is serving. I am a servant leader by heart. I and love There's that. a test that you can take, and it tells you what your um, gifts are, your spiritual gifts, and, and one of those. And that's just a, a familial thing for me. My family is, you know, rooted in service. Of, of other people and so um you know that's what a sorority is it's service uh ncnw dorothy heights you know, you know all these years it's it's all about service so you know i'm thankful to be living a purpose-driven life and and you know doing what i love so um being able to write i work in health communications mm-hmm. and so being able to marry my love of writing for health you know, it's it's just alignment. You know, I, I say yes. it's all God because I just go. You know, I'm thankful to be in a space where my name precedes me. You know, and it's always a good thing. Um, so yeah, that that's it. it. It's all God. It's you know, and me me being obedient. You know, to yeah. to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm listening to everything that you're saying. I almost got totally lost. Like, I almost forgot about the podcast. Like, girl, we can talk right now. I'm talking about the purpose thing and everything. That is amazing. I love it. It's a detour. It's a destiny. Okay. Okay. But, you know, you'll be where you're supposed to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Sky, so what I would like to know, uh, since, like I said, I've known you for many years, and I watch you, like, Seeing you grow as we reconnected in later years, now being being full grown and from high school years, college years, or whatnot. But what would you say, taking all your experiences from your writing to activism, that allowed you to cultivate who Sky Banks is now? You know, the funny thing is, I started teaching. I had this whole vision um, from leaving ASU. I'm moving to Atlanta and I'm going to work for the CDC and that kind of thing. So, you know, kind of visioning, seeing all these things before. So I got the Sky Banks name from my now husband. So I was like, okay, I'm leaving teaching and I want to write some raunchy books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really raunchy, you know, Sky Banks, uh, it, I, I want to write adult novels, that kind of thing. And so it's like, cl- so your students are not bugging you and looking for you, just, you know, you're Skybanks. And so I took on that persona there. But, you know, interesting enough, along this way, you've known me a long time. I've yeah. had a lot of stuff happen. You know, I was a teen mom, all the things. And so um, when I got to Atlanta, one day I was in church, and um, I had just finished reading T. Jakes, and it said, everything that has happened had to have happened for you to be here now. Yes. That was my aha. Yes. You know, all this crazy stuff and tragic stuff and hurtful stuff. But wow, what's on the other side? So that's been my trajectory, you know, kind of staying the course, you know, pushing forward in spite of. um, And that kind of just kind of molded me into, hmm. And then one thing just kind of. So it was almost as if like, Destiny. Yeah, just <laughs> as if like a cake, you know, all the ingredients that go in the cake that you wouldn't eat normally, like raw eggs, the flour, and all the stuff. But once it come together and it's put under heat, you know, pressure either makes diamonds or it busts pipes. Mm. But it, I see how that form formed you into. Yeah, so that's that's a great that's a great 
great motivation, great inspiration. Thank you. I like I like that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I always say the detours are hard, but they're necessary mm -hmm. for the journey. Mm -hmm. So um, I have always said that my definition of success is to be able to see the growth in the people I have mentored mm -hmm. and coached. At what point would you say that you have accumulated success? You know, that's an interesting thing because I don't, and I've not put this thing out here to say, okay, boom, this is going to be my success point. This is going to be my success point. I just kind of, you know, keep all the balls in the air. That's my thing. If I can keep them all, at least the glass was in the air, mm -hmm. um, you know, that might be my measuring stick. Um, we always have this idea of wanting more, wanting more, wanting right. more, you know, and, and sometimes never being um, satisfied. Mm -hmm. But I get to live a well-rounded life with people who love me and people I love, whether it's traveling, whether it's that. I, I can tell I'm a serial entrepreneur. I try this, I try that, and, hey, I move to the next thing. But, you know, I always say um, there's no lack. So to me, because there's no lack, I've achieved success. I've broken so many generational curses, you know. Wow. But that's it. We can always say we want more, we want more. But I get to do what I want to do, you know, and, and I don't have to worry about money and not, you know, having enough to do it. There's no lack. So I say that's my, what I term, you know, success for me. I love it. Mm -hmm peace in it all just that's that it. inner peace yeah. i love it that's it and i was uh, what you said is very inspirational very powerful i will ask you this how has the extensions of you the many extensions of you to your you know to your family to your friends to your organizations how have that allowed you to prosper oh man i love that prosper you know the the thing is um what is it? My my hands are always open, mm -hmm. yeah. giving. Yeah. So it's there to receive, um, and and that's just it. You know, freely giving, being a cheerful, joyful giver, that kind of thing. Um, like I said, my name goes before me. I I lead with integrity, that kind of thing. And so, with the consulting. It's just been so good just to say, okay, people will call me. Oh, your name came to us. Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm not even looking. And uh, it's like. It's finding you. It's finding me. That's a yeah. blessing. It's, it's finding me, but it's because I'm leading with integrity. Yeah. I'm serving. I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. It, it pays it forward. It yes. comes back around. That's exactly. You know, blessings can come back around. Or karma, and we have to decide as individuals. And a lot of people every day decide if they want the blessings to be paid back to them or if they did some things they shouldn't have done to others and with no remorse, and then karma. So, you know, if you put out good energy and blessings and, and it's going to come back to you, like the preacher said, press down, shaking. and I'm running over. over. <laughs> running over. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that has been very, very much interesting with everything that you have said. And we're going to get to the 
other segment of our show called Top Five. Top Five. So I know since I know I know you and I know that we have some similar interests with music and I know, you know, I'm a big fan of these people are called the big three. I got a picture of them hanging in my at my house on my living room wall. That's that's Mike, Prince, and Stevie. I know that we have we share a mutual I know we share a mutual likeness for, for Prince. So I'm gonna give you just not in any order, but my top five Prince songs. And mine, I like I wanna be your lover. Sign of the Times, Adore, mm. If I Was Your Girlfriend, and I, Pop Life. Now, there's still many more that I like because I got a playlist with like a lot of stuff. Or with, with those three artists, their music, I made a, just a pr- playlist with all three of them. But Forrest Prince being one of my favorite artists, those are my top five, not in any order. And then the other songs fall after that. So tell me what Sky's top five Prince songs. Uh- Ah, would you be the most beautiful girl in the world? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that's why that love when doves cry. Okay. Uh, Purple Rain, oh my God, when you get to the okay. end and he's playing nothing but yeah. guitar. Um, that's three, okay. Um, I I got to say Darling Nikki. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's something about that one. It's yes. something about that one. That's that adult novel, Sky Banks. Yeah, no, but it adore, <laughs> yeah. it adore. Oh, man. Okay. But, uh, man, it's, that's, not, that's not fair because that catalog is so big. It is, but that's, that's what I'm saying. You you just picking what your top five, you know. I can't say uh, that, though, yeah. but, man, because it depends on the mood because, you know, what yeah, you listen to. This is true. Your yeah. top five might be six, sensual, sexy. Your top five hey. might be yeah, a this, little revolutionary like side of the times, depending yeah. on what you feel. But then you threw Stevie in there. So you say like Anita Baker, Stevie, I'm like, please do one concert. That's like on my, I don't say bucket list, live list. Yeah. I want to see him as well because I, I didn't get a chance. Stevie. I didn't get a chance to see Mike or Prince. Or, oh uh, yeah, I, I, I have, saw Prince. And she, oh I saw my Prince. God. Yes, yeah. I saw Prince and Michael. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to see either one. When I was going to go see Prince, uh, unfortunately, of course, 2016 is when that situation happened. So, you know, Stevie's left, and then of course me trying to see Anita. People that I wanted to always see that I've always listened to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Have so, so okay. So you know, those are your your well your top five for the day or your top five. This is strictly when I say top five is what you. What five, you feeling? Yeah. yeah that's top tough. five. Yeah. That's tough, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know, if I think about Prince, I might have to go with um. When doves cry, mm-hmm. darling Nikki too. Mm-hmm. Um. I just say I believe it's called the beautiful ones, but baby, baby, baby. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's good. Um, of course, purple rain, mm-hmm. and don't y'all judge me. I love kiss. Oh, that's yeah. cute. And I love fun. it, girl. <laughs> I love like, it. Look, don't say judge. I don't. I never say don't judge me because I'm like, but hey, this is you know who it is and what it is. No, yeah. I love it. So let's go with the top five drinks. Um, things you like to drink. I like. Um, okay, so some people, some people, are coffee, a coffee. I'm not a coffee person, so give me the shy tea, hot shy tea. I love it. Then I can go with the iced tea with lemon. 
Um, I love, okay, some people might look at me and be like, I'm probably somebody who don't drink, but I will drink some wine. Uh, wine of choice, Stella Rosa, black. Love it. Um, I love just about all the crayon drinks, crayon apple, crayon pineapple, crayon mango, cranberry. I love them all. And water, any kind of water. It can be just plain water, cold water, tap water. It can be water with lemon. It can be coconut water. I love water. Mm. What you got? Girl, I already put water in my top five. <laughs> I need to do better about it. But let um, tea, I absolutely love tea, wine. Tequila, Rob. <laughs> Liquor store up here. Right? <laughs> Simply lemonade. Oh my goodness. Do so, you yeah. do you make the uh, the drinks too? Yeah, we 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 make okay, drinks okay. at home. Yeah. So no, really, the tea and, and lemonade those are like really my top in wine. Okay. I have wine on decks. Not necessarily Stella. I just got introduced to Stella, um, but. Chateau St. Michelle is like one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. I gotta try that. Put that on my list. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say mine's is um, coconut water, the real coconut water, not this imitation stuff Where they you got going coconut on. From? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand that I, that 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 I, that I, I like to drink uh, called uh, Harmless Harvest. Okay. Uh, and it's um, so coconut water, uh, cold pressed juices, okay. the natural cold pressed juices. Mm -hmm. um, I do my green tea, mm -hmm. um, Crown, <laughs> okay, Crown Royal, Apple regular, uh, you know those two, and then I would say, um, you know, well, I'm a water drinker because I like working out, so. Uh, really, the really the spring water because I used to be on this kick about alkaline, and I found out there's some farce to some of that. Yeah. So, but but spring water is definitely um, it's definitely. So I would say those are my five. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now I have learned about an, another wine. I need to try. I'm gonna have to try this. Um, before we go any further, those of you who are watching, be sure to click on that link that says subscribe, Most like definitely. it, share it, comment. Um, we want to hear from you guys what you're thinking of the podcast, but we really, really, really would like to see you subscribe. So make sure you do that for us. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so. Before I begin with our banana peel question for the day, make sure you send all banana peel questions to the cap podcast three at gmail.com. Okay, okay. So, y'all, we got a good one for you today. So, let's listen. I have been in a relationship with my guy for well over a year now. We have fun, compatible, encourage one another, taking trips together. He posts on social media about his career, about his family, um, frat brothers, but has yet to post about us. 
I don't want to come off as insecure, but I feel some kind of way. Should I say something? And this is coming from Mahogany in Houston, Texas. Mm. Phew. Okay. 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 Now, I'm going to start off with saying, Mahogany, I am somebody, if I'm talking to somebody or if I'm in a relationship, it's very rare that I would actually put it into social media. Why? As Tabitha Brown might say, it ain't your business. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, I can still understand how you may feel to be posting about um, everything but you. I would say if this is an issue for you, then I would say yes. Yes, you should say something to him about it because that's the only way that things are going to get cleared up. Otherwise, it will continue to be upsetting to you. You don't want it to get to a point that you continue to see these things and then one day you just blow up because when things start to fester and you haven't said anything about them, a lot of things they can blow up and it can come out in the worst way. So my advice would be to um, say something to him, but say it in love. Um, you're both grown and everything because I do know um, a lot of my best friends are guys and I know guys do not like to be feel to feel like they're being attacked so make sure you're saying it in love make sure you're saying it um, is so that it's not sounding like you're accusing him of anything or showing any insecurities but just Share how you feel. When you're in a relationship, you should be able to talk to each other, to communicate. That is a very important part of a relationship, as we have said in many podcasts. So I would say talk to him, but make sure you go to him in the right way. It's a good take, Eric. Okay, so let's go ahead and peel back this banana. Um, peel it back. <laughs> peel it back. Peel it back. Okay. Um, mahogany, uh, I get how that would look and how you may feel, even though I'm not a woman, but just understanding the nature of women being in relationships in the past or whatnot. Uh, sort of like Erica said, that the best way is to, to speak to them about it, but tone is going gonna, is gonna to yeah. set the whole that whole situation. If your tone comes in the sense of sounding like you've been accusatory or anything like that, it's... You know, that, that says a lot. We always hear the saying, it's not what you say, it's how you say something. Exactly. Um, and me personally, you know, it's, I've been four years removed from a serious relationship. And that relationship that I was in four years ago, that was the very first time that people who know me saw things of me on social media with this person. Because I've always been a discreet person, and is you know some people may deem that as being sneaky. You no, know, it's not that. Um, I'm just that's just how I live my life. Uh, everybody, everything is not for everybody, and uh, until I'm ready to show somebody who I'm sharing my time with, then that's what it is. This may be the case with this brother, uh, I'm, you know. But the best way of handling that is talking with him, letting him know how you feel. Um, and then finding out the reason for that because uh, he may have that same mindset like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, I don't want everybody up in my – because we get this 
everybody sees stuff on social media, whether people are married, not married. Uh, and you see all this couple goals and all that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't knock people who who look at that, but you never know what's really going on with people behind the scenes. People can be seeing somebody post something and say, that's couple's goals, and don't know if dude could be going upside her head. She could be cheating on them. Right. But it's it's the perception, and perception and reality are not one and the same always. So uh, I say all that to say just talk to him. You know, make him aware, you know, if that's important to you, why it's important to you, and hear him out. And then maybe you all can come to, you know, some uh, agreement or things may change to where, you know, you all will post a little bit about you all or what have you. But just make sure your tone is you leading with love and not leading with that eye that women can give and, and making them feel like, oh, man, what? You know, so I would say that, but that's my take on it. So we're gonna ask our guests, what's your take on the banana? Like I'm over here barding. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, Miss Mahogany, the fact that you said I don't want to come off as insecure screams insecurity. Mm. He's protecting you and protecting the relationship. Half of these people on social media, we don't know. We have five thousand friends. We not may know two hundred. Personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if his family knows about you, if his frat brothers knows about you, you in there. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. who this cares what these people that don't even know you, yeah. they, oh, they mm. see your face and your name, but they still don't know you. Right. But if the core people know you, you in there. That's it. That is a great way of looking <laughs> at yeah. it. Well, she, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. The, the people who matter, they, they know you. If he has, you know, parents, they know you. You are in there. Yeah. You're invited to the cookout and all of that. You know, it's really. And that's one thing where my husband and I, we kind of disconnect on because people say, you don't ever post this and that. Yeah. But if you want to know, go to the husband's page and you'll see all the things I'm usually tagged in. But, you know, I, I'm private. I don't know quite a few of yeah. those people. It, yeah. Buy something for me. That's why I'm selling yeah. something. But yeah, that's just that. And it's good that you say that and mm-hmm. you saying that and you you you're a married person because you know, everything is different for different people. I often tell people, you know, when, when I used to do that four years ago, I was in a different space. It wasn't bad. It was nothing bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it was something that was something I normally didn't do. So, oh, yeah, you so popped for, out all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So <laughs> folks folks were like, Whoa, JD. But, you know, Things happen in your life, and, and you know, and and I'm, I'm not, you know, that was what it was um, at that time in my life. And should I ever be with someone again that is serious or whatnot? I mean, I would decide what I want to share or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we are, we are have an understanding. I, I wouldn't want her to be, you know, we have an understanding. I put it like that because some people just do things just for the, just for showing, just to. They want to put on something for an audience of people who really, a lot of times, don't really care about it, but they, they want something to pick at because, you know, what you put out there, you know, a lot of times gives people ammunition to, to try to, people can't mess up something that they don't know about, know too much about. I'll put it like that. And so a lot of people who share every little thing, well, that's their business. If that's what they want to do, I don't knock people that do that. But for me, I'm, I'm not of that space. 
and I respect people who not. And those who do, even though I may agree and not do it, that's your thing. But some people feel it, it's supposed to be validation. And that's the thing. People want validation in the, in the wrong sense. The real validation is they're, they're compatible. They encourage one another. They take trips together. Um, he's showing you, and this has been over a year, that he cares about you. Uh, right. So, you know. But I know that some people, like I said, they just they want to their their girlfriends or their or their bros or whatnot are always posting this and that, so they feel the need like, well, I, I want to do that. Be on there too, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you know, and that that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot with people, and then you'll see people end up when they break up. Now here come all these subliminal <laughs> messages. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, on Facebook, and you like. Well, no, we know who you're talking about. We exactly. Know we're all. They must be over because you posted a thousand pictures of them, and then mm-hmm. once it's over, it's no more of that. So there are some things that I, I would say would better yet be left private. Uh-huh. You open yourself up to scrutiny, and you know they don't want you commenting. But you put this on here, so now I'm, I'm going to comment. And yeah. I promise you, like you know, I said. Anytime I've ever talked to anybody or been been in a relationship, whether they were on Facebook or not. Nobody has ever known. I may put some stuff out there about love, about the Bible or anything, but it's in general. Mm-hmm. You never hear about me. You never hear about me talking about anybody. You're going to hear me talk about Ephesians 6 Productions. You're going to hear me talk about Cat Podcast. You're going to hear me talk about, you're going to see some pictures of me, yeah. some f- pictures of family or events that I've been at, but all that stuff. And I'm able to breathe freely because if something doesn't work out, it's fine. You save yourself the egg. On you the don't have to worry about yeah. what happened with so and so. Yeah, that's it. No. You good, Mahogany girl. You good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now we've come to to, to the end of the podcast. Uh, it's definitely been a joy having you on here, Sky. We want to give you the chance to tell our listeners and folks who are viewers how they can follow you. Uh, get in contact with you for any events they may have because I know that you do make your rounds here to the Memphis area uh, quite a bit. Uh, and then, of course, you live in, a, in the greater Atlanta area and you travel all over. So put all your your uh, your connection, your, how folks can reach you. It's your time to share that with everybody. Awesome. I am Sky Banks on everything. That's S-K-Y-Y two Y's. Um, that's Facebook, Instagram, my website, I'm boycotting Twitter right now because of Elon. So you, <laughs> you will find okay. me there. And then I also have a nonprofit, Her Health Initiative, um, which focuses on all the things. So if you need any kind of programming for your schools, for your girls, um, any of that. So Her Health Initiative and SkyBanks.com. Great. Well, you heard that, everyone. That's how you can get in contact Follow this uh, extraordinary sister that happens to be a friend of mine. Uh, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's a uh, sister, aunt c- to many people out here. Um, definitely follow her and uh, definitely, uh, you know, she can help your cause, partner with her, or what have you. So Get thank you for that. Get some lip gloss. Right, lips popping. Thank you all for having me. It's It's been a great time. It really has. Yeah. And, and blessings upon blessings and Y'all subscribe to this podcast because there's some good stuff happening. See, I don't even have to say it again. You heard it from her. You heard it from Sky right here. Yep, I was like, let me me get on this. Yeah. 
Listen, you guys, I have really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. It has been such a joy meeting you. Make sure I connect with you, too, on all those platforms. I'm making sure. Listen, it is the detour moment, okay? I'm going to say this quote. Kind of got it in my head, so I'm going to see if I can say this without even looking. So, your purpose in life allows you to use your gifts and your talents to help others. Your journey in life teaches you how to do it. So no matter what it is, good or bad, you're going to learn something from it. Every mistake I have ever made, every detour, be it in school, in life, in relationships, I have learned something for it, from it. And as I just said, the detours are going to be hard, but they're necessary for the journey. Learn from it, grow from it. That's it. Some good stuff, Erica. Well, the brain drop moment. Here we go. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. I'm going to say that again. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Um, Things are going to change in life, no matter who you are, man or woman, um, married or single, young or old. Things are going to change. That's just a part of life. Now, the growth part, that's, that's on the individual. You can grow from the the things that you went through, good and bad, blessings and trauma, or you can stunt your growth and and not and 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 do the opposite. And so, you have to realize that in this life, all your experiences make you to be the man or woman that you have come to be. So when people try to pinpoint or make remind you of what you used to be which that happens quite a bit <laughs> to some people. Yeah. I've experienced that myself. I, I look at it, I used to let it kind of uh, aggravate me. Now it doesn't because there's no one on this earth that hasn't made mistakes or done some things they wish they shouldn't have. But once again, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. And once you choose to grow, and then you know God will continue to allow you to grow in so many ways that will blow your mind. So just remember that. Uh, so now that we have completed this episode eight of the podcast, which has been great, um, we did the buzz, we did the top five, the banana peel, great guests with Sky Banks all the way here from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm gonna leave you with this as we sign out off this episode. If you're gonna be anything in life, be for real. This is JD. This is Erica. Let's cultivate. Accumulate. And together. We'll prosper. We'll prosper. We're going to holler at y'all.